Hey everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? It's going interesting. <laughs> it has been a week. It has been a weird, weird week. Well, the but moon we're is glad to be here with tomorrow. all of you. Does that surprise anybody? That what? Say that again? The moon is full tomorrow. Oh, yeah, no kidding. We're in full okay. moon kind of kind of vibe, I think. Mm-hmm. So how are you? Oh my God. I am so I am so good. <laughs> uh I've talked about this a ton, but you know, Scott and I are on our local board for uh our girls softball association. So we yeah. have girls from six U, so that's like four and five year olds all the way up to fourteen U. And so we start them with T ball and then they're clear up to full on fast pitch. And this year, our organization more than doubled our numbers, which is amazing. And we're thrilled. But Scott and I are the equipment guys. And so with so many more teams than we had last year, it has been something to come up with enough equipment and enough bags and enough uh, buckets of balls. And oh my gosh, we have worn ourselves out. But today was pickup day. And all but one coach, this is a miracle, all but one coach showed up to get their equipment at the prescribed time. Wow. That seriously that never happens. You, you're lucky to get half usually, and then you have to chase them all down and give them their stuff, sneak it in their car or something. But oh. <laughs> anyway, all but one. It's amazing. Uh, but we were short on T-ball balls, so we had to order more of those. But anyway, oh, no. it's fine. We've been back to the store like several times. We had to buy a bunch of new bats and helmets. Like this, this stuff is like, you guys... <laughs> Yeah, that's a big job. Extremely expensive. Yeah, we've spent a ton, which is fine. Like the organization has it. It's not a big deal, but it's still, it's like, it's a big deal to go buy bats and all this stuff. And anyway, but I really wanted to get it all handed out right now so that the coaches and teams have them so that I'm a little more free for Valo land and to to watch my own daughter play softball. And, you know, there's a lot going on. It's pretty exciting. There genuinely is. It is a crazy, crazy week. It really is. I, I want to say, I am good. I'm really good. I'm just, it feels weird that we haven't done any new episodes this week. We've just been rerunning some of the older episodes from the Lori Ballow Chad Dable case that we feel like are relevant to be, you know, catching up on prior to the trial. Don't and, you think it's wild to listen to episodes we did before they found the kids? Yeah what we already did know and wow yeah yeah it's crazy to go back that far and you know we went as you know we went to the property the daybell property on saturday and we met up with justin lum there y'all probably saw our like 10 second interview with him Uh, (laughs) it was so much longer i want you to know (laughs) maybe he'll use more sometime i had a really good chat with him actually and his cameraman and his cameraman and it was just weird to be there and like remember the day that the children's bodies were found and that we went up there and you were there for the press conference. And then we went up to do some filming at the property and kind of see what it looked like out there. And yeah, it's just amazing to think how long it's been since then mm-hmm. and all of the things that have happened since then. Mm-hmm. Wild. And we're still, you know, just waiting on this trial to ever friggin' start. <laughs> So irritating. I really, really thought they'd have a jury sat today. Well, 39 out of 42. They were close, but no. Nope. Well, that's because in the, the last session today, they had three freaking no-shows. I mean, of For all... For sake, people, are you trying to go to jail? Right. I mean... And of all the jury summons to miss? Right. What are you doing? Especially because uh, this judge doing? isn't playing, man. No. You know? They need jurors. They've got to get to 42 so that they can narrow to 18. So yeah. they're in recess in the morning. So they yeah. come back at 1.30 tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we're figuring opening arguments aren't going to be until Monday. Because they've still got to get to 42. Then they got to narrow the 42 to 18 mm-hmm. before they can actually start. I've actually had a ticket every day this week to go to Madison. Uh, but it it doesn't seem like a good use of my time. To go sit through the jury selection. It's like they're asking the same questions over and over and over. I do have a ticket to go tomorrow. And uh, our aunt, that's also a 
true crime junkie, especially a Valo junkie. She and I are going to go tomorrow. But now they've kicked court off until 1.30. So court will only be a few hours tomorrow. And it's right. still in jury selection but maybe they'll get into striking and that'll be a little bit different so we are going to go tomorrow afternoon so i'll definitely keep you guys abreast of anything interesting it's just not that interesting right now it isn't i mean it's kind of interesting because a few things have been said you know at one point one of the things that i thought was very interesting is when i think it was prosecutor smith was asking um if we know that someone has been murdered but we don't know their cause of death, how would you, you know, could, what would you think of that as a juror? Yeah. Could you find someone guilty? Yeah. Could you find someone guilty? And we think that means Tylee. Um, because Tylee's body was so terribly destroyed that it's kind of been a whisper all along that they may never have a cause of death on Tylee. So we'll see. I think Katie is frozen on us, so I don't know. Um, I hope y'all can hear me because I can't because Katie is totally frozen to me. I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> uh, oh, Janet says I would be uh, disqualified off this jury so fast. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. It, I'm way too deep in this to be, um, you know, to be so... To, to be unbiased. I don't, I couldn't do it. Oh yeah. We've lost Katie. I'm not sure what's happening. So we'll just keep going and she'll, she'll come on. She'll find us. Something's going on with her internet, but we have so much to cover for you because we have not been able to uh, cover anything new this week. Cause we have so much going on. And so we're going to cover a whole bunch of stuff. I'm glad you all can hear me. That's awesome. Thank you for telling me that. Um, yeah, the audio. Yes, Court TV is doing is paying for the audio. So is uh, uh, East Idaho News. The listening is hard to do, uh, really hard. Oh, thank you, Stella. I appreciate that. We were we were pleased to get to do the Justin Lum clip. Um, the listening is hard. That's why we want to be in the courtroom or have someone representing us, sending us notes, so that we can be putting information out because it's really hard to hear it all, and it just they don't capture everything. Um, so it, it is weird. So we're going to, we're going to do that. We'll, we'll, we'll have somebody in the courtroom most days. That's just kind of, kind of where we're at. Um, and you know, it feels weird. Like it, it almost feels weird to cover anything else right now because we have been working toward this for three years as have lots of other people. It's not us only certainly. Um, I did want to share with you a few things if you haven't seen these and maybe you have, but the, um, the, the drawings from the court, uh, artist are very interesting. I'm going to show you, um, let's see my favorite one. Well, I don't know. How do you pick a favorite? This is one of my favorites. This is judge Boyce with no arms apparently. Um, and the way he's staring out into the courtroom, all I could hear in my head was I see someone with a pencil. I think someone's drawing me right now, you know, after our little incident where Katie got accused of recording him uh, a few weeks ago when we were in court, she wasn't recording him. She was just uh, posting to Twitter, but you know how that goes. Uh, let's see. I'm going to hear from Katie. Let's see. Katie has messaged me. Let's see what's, what's up here. What's going on? Uh, oh, her internet crashed. She'll be right back. Okay. So we'll just keep going and she, she'll get, she's going to show up with us, but so, some of the, the drawings are very interesting. Um, after having been in court with all of these people, I know what they look like. I'm not so sure that these drawings, some of them kind of represent them. This one I think is pretty good. Um, Archibald Laurie and, um, John Thomas, pretty good, you know? pretty interesting but this one um really cracked me up because as you see Lori like sitting with Archibald turned toward him and then John Thomas is over on the side away this is just how it always is she is just glued to Archibald at all times she has to have her protector now a rather controversial picture that came out today this is a drawing of of Lori when they were talking about the autopsy photos and asking uh, potential jurors um, about their comfort with the autopsy photos. I will bring you first to the hairdo because we all know we've had a pretty good laugh at the hairdo. Um, that's the famous uh, single pony on the top of her head that we've all kind of cracked up about. 
But uh, at the time that they were talking about the autopsy photos, she was either dabbing her eyes or wiping her glasses and no one was sure. And um, I'm going to say no way in hell was she dabbing at her eyes unless she was faking. We've heard conversation before in court with her in relation to the autopsies, the children's bodies, stuff like that. She doesn't have any reaction. There's no, she's not crying. There's no remorse. It's not there. So if that was maybe meant to look like she was having a little remorse, I don't know. Here's another one of her, um, you know, right, snuggled right up to Archibald, as is always the case with her. And then I have to point this one out only because, well, it's hilarious. Let's see. Where is it? No, that's not it. There we go. This one where Archibald is at the podium uh, speaking. And then there's a drawing of um, uh, Prosecutor Wood. Hey, Katie, welcome back. Oh, dang it. Well, I'm glad we got you right back. Um, the drawings of Prosecutor Wood's bald head have been hilarious. And I don't even mean that in a disrespectful way. It's just funny as hell. <laughs> I have laughed and laughed and laughed at some of the, these pictures. It's such a funny way to see all of them. I will say that it feels very weird to not be in the courtroom because we have been in the courtroom for the last three months until mm -hmm. now. So it's very strange to not be there in person because we've gotten pretty used to that. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I was cracking up at some of those uh, images. You know, she's clearly doing the best she can. And I totally honor the work that's being done there. Hmm. But yeah, some of it oh, yeah. is funny as hell. It is. Well, and she's just trying to hurry and she's been not in the courtroom either. She's looking at um uh she's looking at screens and having to draw from there because no yeah. one's allowed to be in the courtroom during the jury selection. So it may be different once trial starts and she's actually physically in the room. That may be easier for her. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, everybody's kind of agreeing that uh nobody uh thinks that Lori was really crying. <laughs> I said maybe she was trying to scratch her cornea so that she could look like she was crying. Right. Maybe. But, you know, that we know that there's. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. She's had oh, plenty yeah. of opportunities prior to this. But yeah. I do have my two favorite tweets thus far. Uh, well, let's hear them. Well, OK. If you guys don't follow Ag Alexandra Duggan from She's a Reporter in Boise, I love her. That's great. Okay, so we need three more jurors to start striking. One juror is being questioned right now, and he goes, My wife is a total crime junkie. She always talks to me about it. I can't get away from her. <laughs> <laughs> and the judge asked him uh, if this was going to be a problem, and he said, Only if you let me go home. <laughs> he was dismissed. He was. Yes. I tweeted that uh, back out and said, uh, this is our kind of woman. Yeah. Uh, but, but this happened yesterday. Nate oh, Eaton yes. tweeted this. Potential juror raises his hand and says he's learned more about the case from his wife since he completed the questionnaire. Judge Boyce asked the man if he spoke about the case with his wife. He responded, I didn't talk about it with her. She talked about it with me. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Sounds legit. Is that pretty much like all of our significant others? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taylor yeah, said yeah. it's me. I'm the wife. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Yes. I know. Yeah. I hope that wife finds us and comes and joins us because that absolutely killed me. Yeah. <laughs> this is so yeah. funny. That uh, they was... were both dismissed. Yes. That was super funny. Uh, KT says, don't you find it weird that after two days of jury selection, she didn't react during those questions for other groups about the photos. And today she might've reacted and she yeah. may have just been wiping her glasses. I mean, people are looking for her to react and I gotta tell you, she doesn't, <laughs> we have not seen it once. So, you know, unless she's going to really start trying to look like she is, unless she's being prompted by her attorneys to be like, you need to be sad when they talk about your kids. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but um, yeah, <laughs> Paula's like, Paula says she's probably all kinds of mad he was excused, right? <laughs> he comes home and she's like, what the hell are you doing here? 
I told you to get on that jury. Right. Turn back to that courthouse and get on that jury. <laughs> Cranky says, yes, my hubby is nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, my husband only knows about this case because of me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. 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 Probably a little so, jailhouse mascara got in her eye. Maybe because it's uh, Ada. She doesn't get to have makeup. Ooh. So maybe no. jailhouse mascara. I don't know what that is. Maybe some grease from uh, the bed or I don't, I don't know. know. We've heard she's using some uh, Kool-Aid, like Kool-Aid packets for her lips and her cheeks. But mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they're a little nicer at Madison than they are at, at, at Ada. She's not Much getting yeah. nearly uh, the privilege as far as that is concerned. Chocolate mm -hmm. bar. Oh. <laughs> that would get in your eyes. Out. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, look more sad about this. Right. But <laughs> honestly, in the in the hearings we've been in, even when they're discussing the evidence, she doesn't look sad. She doesn't look sad nope. at all. Mm -mm. That, and that she'll turn and chat with her attorneys and giggle and laugh and flip her hair and do the Lori shit. There's no sadness. No. Uh, Amy says, uh, pencil, graphite, and what? Oh, Amy, this sounds like experience. My goodness. Mm. That might work, though. Uh, Cranky's guessing dirt. I don't know. I think that would be real painful as mascara. <laughs> well, she was doing the thing, so. Maybe she did have something in her eye. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, everybody is... Um, kind of watching for those reactions out of her. And I got to tell you that we've never seen them. Mm -mm. Maybe it'll change, but maybe it won't. I don't know. Thus far, that has not happened at all. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that needs to happen before the trial is that the judge has got to rule on the issue of the Woodcocks. Are they victims or are they not? Can they be in the courtroom before they testify or can they not? That is the other thing that has not happened that's going to need to happen before they actually start their um, opening statements. Right. Well, yeah. So tomorrow morning is just administrative. So I wonder if he'll. If he'll put out a, a ruling at that time. Well, but see, their attorneys have filed. So I don't know where their attorney has filed. Oh, that's true. Maybe he's going to. Oh, I've muted myself. Maybe he's going to hear their attorneys tomorrow. Maybe. I don't know, but. I would assume that's got to get resolved too before actual uh, arguments can start. Arguments have to, yeah, the real trial has to start. Ooh. Brandy says, I saw a post that said toothpaste and black ink. Yikes. We had a friend Not that went to prison for a while. And she did. told us some pretty hysterical things about how they would smuggle uh, sugar out of the kitchen. Uh, in their you cooter know, and stuff like that. But uh, she didn't say she anything about making makeup. She said you'd cooch it. Cooch it. That was apparently a, a thing that when you said that, people knew what that meant. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, yeah. oh, oh, thank you. Sarah says, I keep thinking about when you described her being surprised about children being killed. Yeah, she looked mm -hmm. surprised at one point in the hearing. That's the only response we've seen. Mm -hmm. Like maybe at some point she'll just realize the horror, even if it's not related to her. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a very good question, but things are going to keep on rolling in that case. But in the meantime, well, a one lot... thought is this: mm. they will be showing autopsy photos, right? And those will likely be on a screen. Uh, likely the people viewing will not be able to see those. Yeah, uh, but she will. Mm -hmm. She will. I wonder the how jury that will to. affect her. You know, there have something been quite we a few. have held very close to our uh, our breast and we haven't shared and we've kind of hinted around about it. And I'm still not going to completely share it because I just, it's too much. But one thing that's going to uh, come out is the condition of JJ's body mm -hmm. and things that were carved into JJ's body. Mm -hmm that uh, are going to be extremely upsetting, uh, particularly to LDS people. And yeah. I, I don't know, you know, they have said not all of the evidence will be used because it's not relevant. Will that not really even come out? Maybe it won't, but there's know. some things that there's bombshells coming. There's some really painful things coming mm -hmm. that uh, it's that she's going to have to be there for, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. That and she's going to have to face more than she ever has. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, we we shall see what her reaction will be. To I think it's those okay. Things. It's okay. We said that. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever at this point. We we we've known this for like three years, and we haven't said anything because we didn't think it was right. Maybe it's still not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we should say anything more. But no. um, you know, if some things are gonna. That's why I'm very interested in opening uh, the opening statements because often opening statements you immediately learn some things that you didn't know definitely yeah of course they're going to come in with things like um you know proof of the statements that they make in their opening statements in their you know but they're going to say some things that we haven't heard and i've been i've been watching for that in the jury selection as well because they are asking some specific things about some of the evidence and one of them is several people have actually been excused because they didn't think they could tolerate the autopsy photos yeah and they're they're not going to be pretty for sure. Oh, they're going to be horrifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know it feels well, like not that's just all we're the gonna... kids. Tammy, Tammy, Tammy was exhumed. Yes. Yeah. So there are going to be a lot of things. Um, it may seem like this is the only case in the world, but it isn't. Uh, Katie, why don't you tell us what happened with Miss Julia, who thought she was Madeline McCann? Well, as no surprise to anyone, she is not. Yeah. Her So th- there had been talk that the McCanns had done their, uh, compared their DNA against hers. That's not true. She gave a DNA sample. That DNA proved that she is Polish, 100%. Mm-hmm. And could not be Madeline. Yeah. Uh, however, the uh, police officers... Uh, you know, or the, the authorities that did the DNA test have said, given her confusion around her childhood, they don't feel like this was just attention-seeking stuff at all. They feel like she truly believed that she was Madeline, that she does have a lot of confusion and unanswered questions about her childhood, and that they feel like, uh, you know, that, that she truly believed this was true. My heart really goes out to her. I, I feel like she needs some release. Uh, serious and immediate mental health care and I, I I worry about her at this point with getting this news because she mm-hmm. really thought that this was real but hopefully this has brought her attention to her difficulties yes in a way maybe she can get some of the answers that she needs as well yes yeah for sure so anyway mm-hmm. and also for the McCann's because uh it's just it's it's that's just so traumatizing for them too yeah it's terrible yeah they yeah when when does the trauma stop for them i don't know never i'm afraid right yeah Yeah. right yeah amy says i can't help but feel sorry for the mccann's even if they didn't think it was her they had to have a little bit of hope and it's it's very possible you know they did not participate in the dna testing but that has to be they've probably just had to completely separate themselves from things like that and say We're not doing it Mm -hmm. Um, because you could just go crazy with that. That's the only way you could survive it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Brian Koberger. We've got some, a couple of interesting things going on with him. Uh, First of all, Brian is got some interesting stuff going on while he's in jail. He has lost a whole bunch of weight, which I don't think he had much to lose. He's a real tall, thin guy to begin with. Mm But apparently he's taken off a significant amount of weight. He is a vegan and he's in the Lata, Idaho, <laughs> Lata County, Idaho jail, in which they're definitely not feeding him as a vegan. And so there's questions about, you know, is he intentionally losing weight or can he just not tolerate the food there? We're not sure. He seems to have gotten real connected to religion and is attending mass every Sunday, which is interesting but one of the things that um is being reported by people in the jail is that he just walks around smiling like he doesn't have a care in the world sound like anyone else we know yeah pretty interesting you're in jail for quite a while Mm -hmm. very interesting though you know he has said that he knows he will be exonerated and he looks forward to that day interesting that this is his take on it in jail Mm mm-hmm The other thing, and we don't know if, we don't know, this is conjecture, but I will tell you where it came from. So there have been some warrants that have um, gotten out into the world where 
TikTok and um, Instagram were uh, given warrants to turn over account information for all three of the girls who were killed in the in the Moscow murders. Uh, and they go all the way back to the beginning of 2021. Some people are saying, and, and again, this is a guess. This is based on the fact that these go back to 2021. There is, there's quite a theory rolling around that uh, he may have met them or some of them prior to actually starting school, Pullman. Interesting. Maybe during a school visit. Uh -huh. there, there's a thought that maybe he actually knew them and had been following them on social media even prior to moving uh -huh. to, to go to school in Pullman, Washington. So we don't know if that's true. That's a guess that a lot of people are making, but it is interesting to consider uh -huh. because there are a lot of questions about who was the, you know, who were the actual targets. The interesting thing is that the young man that was killed in those murders, there was no warrant for his social media. And it's been thought all along that he was kind of collateral damage because he was present in the bed of one of these girls. Uh -huh. um, interesting thoughts. And, you know, right now, because there's a gag order on his case and he doesn't go to court again until June, there's a lot of conjecture going on because that's really all we've got at this point. But it does make you wonder. I mean, uh -huh. going back that far, they're obviously looking whether that yeah. means they found anything or not. They're obviously looking back prior to him even starting school in Pul at Pullman. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, some more interesting things. Katie, talk to us about the Walsh case. Yeah. Okay. So this was so confusing because this report came out a few days ago that Brian Walsh was indicted on a murder charge in Anna's disappearance. We were all like, wasn't he already charged with murder? He was. But this is now, he's now been indicted by a grand jury. Right. And uh, like it really, moves. really charged with murder. Yeah. And not just murder. In fact, it is murder as well as uh, abuse of a corpse, I believe, and uh, intentionally misleading investigators or something along those lines. At any rate, yeah, so now they have, uh, this moves the case from district court to county superior court. So it'll be a brand new arraignment, kind of starting over. Yep. Yes, charges of murder, misleading investigators, and improperly conveying a human body. Yeah. So things are getting really real for old Brian Walsh. He is, <laughs> he's in deep shit. But, you know, Brian no, Walsh, this is in the murder of Anna Walsh, of course. And yeah. in this case, I mean, there is so much evidence against him from the initial arrest warrant. Of course, oh, we yeah. don't get to see an arrest warrant with the grand jury with an indictment. You don't get to see as much. But mm -hmm. that's fine. Uh, because we already saw that he had uh, told a bunch of lies about where she was or wasn't. We know that he had... Uh, purchased a bunch of cleaning supplies we know that there has been you know her blood has been found all over i mean there's so much evidence already but anyway so if you heard that he was indicted and you were confused because you thought he had already been charged he had but this is how it is moving forward they wanted to be sure you know yep. when when they go to a grand jury jury they want to be sure that they've got enough evidence to make it worth it to go to trial because of course they don't have anna walsh's body mm-hmm her body is still missing, but there is a lot of physical evidence to mm -hmm. indicate that he killed her, dismembered her or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm glad that they feel like they've got enough that can stick. I just wish they could find her body for her family's sake. Yeah. Sure. Hope they can at some point, you yeah. know. I mean, right. with cases like this, a lot of times they will try and hang the death penalty over their heads. And I don't even know if they have it in this state, but, you know, the, some things to get them to uh you know play and cough up the body so that they can at least have some uh some closure but we'll find out i don't know i brian walsh does not strike me as somebody who has much of a conscience he's not going to do it for the mm -hmm. right reasons he's no. not going to do it for closure for her kids no. or the rest of her family he's not mm -mm. 
but maybe they'll get him to do it for a lesser sentence or something. Yeah, maybe. Speaking of which, we knew where the bodies were. What's going on in the West case? Not much. Yeah. Uh, the West case, uh, of course, they had jury selection last week. They had opening uh, statements and then they took a break. They don't come back till the 10th. Isn't that odd? <laughs> it's strange to me that they would. I, me too. There would me be too. such a break in time. I don't understand why. There's no information as of why. Just that court is uh, on break until the 10th. So and that, this case has been, this trial has been delayed and delayed and delayed. And finally it started and it was like, yes, we're finally going to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And now it is again. Like, what the hell? I know. I, I don't understand if this was a scheduled break, if this is just scheduling in this courtroom, you know, and how it this is. goes. But, but usually it's jury selection the and then right into the trial. Like They are saying now that three of their four older children are going to be called to the stand. Wow. To testify against them. Oh, those poor kids. Kids have been a lot, through a Man, lot. So yeah. much, so much. And then to have to testify against their adoptive parents yikes or bio i mean two of the kids are bio children yeah right yikes okay well we're gonna keep a close eye on that yeah um another case where there's finally some movement happening you may not remember this case or maybe you do this is in the 2020 death of edward bronstein Seven California Highway Patrol officers and a nurse, well, I think it's six officers and a nurse, have been charged in Bronstein's death. So this happened on March 31st of 2020. Edward was pulled over um, and suspected that he was driving under the influence. So what happened is that the police um, took him to a parking lot. I just think that's probably never okay. But what they wanted was they wanted a blood draw. So they took him to a parking lot so that this nurse that works for the police could come and draw his blood. Which, okay, you know, they were looking for, they were looking for drugs. Yeah. So he didn't really want his blood drawn and he kind of freaked out. So while he was handcuffed, six police officers pinned him to the, pe- the ground face down. While the nurse drew his blood. The thing that's weird about this, well, there are a lot of things that are weird about this, is the amount of time they had him on the ground to draw his blood. So they pin him down, and then he starts complaining that he can't breathe, and the nurse stays down there with him for more than six minutes drawing his blood, supposedly. And by the time they get off from him, he is unresponsive. And so about 10 minutes after he had stopped responding, they decide to give him CPR. Oh and my God. guess what? He died. He was dead. Yeah. He died. I mean, does any of that sound legitimate to you? If they needed a blood draw, why didn't they take to the emergency room? Because that's what they're supposed to do. That's what they do here, for sure. Right? Yeah. Why would a nurse meet them in a parking lot alone to draw this blood? Six police officers sit on him. At the police station. I mean, why? Right. Why why was this just in the parking lot, right? Well, I think these are all the questions that are going to be uh, answered in their trial. So well, I'm very glad there's going to be some accountability in that one. It's horrifying. Yeah, right, Moonbeam? So shady. Yeah. It's very, very shady. And none of it seems right. You know, he was pronounced dead um, at the scene. They never, you know, but they decided eventually, oh, maybe we better, you know, do some CPR. Um, so the Los Angeles County Medical Examiner's Office ruled his cause of death as acute methamphetamine intoxication during restraint by law enforcement and the manner of death as unknown. Wow. I have questions because 
Were they drawing his blood? Or were they injecting him? I think right. that's part of the question here. Right. Was he given methamphetamine intravenously? Why did it take so long to draw his blood once they all had him pinned to the ground and he couldn't move or breathe? Right. Yeah. Did they call for an ambulance? No, they just did some CPR and oh darn, he was dead. Well, his family has been all over the police for this. And now they have all been charged with involuntary manslaughter and uh, police uh, uh, use excessive use of force or something like that. Good. So we're going to keep a close eye on this. Right. Okay. So Sarah says it's different in every state, but they could have just charged him with refusing rather than forcing it. Right. Right. Uh -huh. Like here, if you refuse a breathalyzer, for example, they just charge you with a DUI. Yeah. And take you away. Like, why right. would they That's just your opportunity to prove your innocence? You know? Right. So yeah. why did they just take him to some random parking lot? Like the whole thing is real shady. There are questions about, I think there are questions about the methamphetamine in his blood. Where did it come from? Did he have meth in his blood when, before they pinned him down or did he have more in afterward? Like, what is all this? Mm -hmm. Why did it take that long to do any of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why didn't they just do it in the ER if they had to? Yeah. Right. All questions yeah. that obviously the prosecutor's office and the judge have because they have all now been charged. Yeah, good. So we will keep a close eye on that. Um, the nurse has also been charged. Yeah. As well as she should. She's a medical professional. She sat right there and watched the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. Makes me sick. Well, participated. Yeah. Participated. Yeah, participated, watch them as he's saying that he can't breathe. Yeah, like, no. Ugh. Well, uh, Katie, why don't you tell us about what's going on with Stephen Smith? Okay. We've been talking about this for weeks. Stephen mm -hmm. Smith is the boy who died on the country road near the Murdaugh uh, estate. And was a classmate of Buster's. No one's accusing Buster of anything. He was a classmate of Buster Murdaugh's. Right. He was found. Uh, he was 19. He was a nursing student. Uh, he was found on a country road, uh, deceased. And at the time, his uh, death was ruled that he uh, that it was a hit and run, that he'd been hit by a car. But it was shady then. There was it was very sketchy. His mom really struggled to get any answers at all. Yeah. Uh, the investigation into his death was very uh, lackluster. I mean, they pretty much closed it up with very little uh, investigation at all. And his mom, through the uh, really through the uh, Murdoch trial and getting to know some local podcasters there, Mandy Matney and her crew, mm -hmm. uh, she kind of got empowered to. Let's figure out what happened to Stephen Smith for yeah. once and for all, because she's never believed that he just got hit by a car. Right. His car was found a few miles away out of gas, but uh, it just, none of this ever made sense. So we had, we've shared this with you many times and they, so a couple of weeks ago, she started a GoFundMe to pay for a private uh, exhumation and autopsy. Yep. Now, you know, of course, this boy has been gone for eight years. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a stretch, but it's worth it, right? So she set out to earn, I think, or through her GoFundMe, she needed $15,000. And the last time I looked at it, it was close to 90. Yeah. It had gone crazy. And she had said, my God, this woman, is, she is the sweetest angel on she the is. planet. And also... Buried near Stephen in that cemetery is a baby she lost. She's buried mm -hmm. two children. Yeah. That's so sad. Sandy has been through a lot and she's just an angel of a human. So she had said that with uh, extra money from the GoFundMe, that she wanted to set up a scholarship fund to help buy books for college students because Stephen really struggled to pay for his books. And, and they are. Everyone knows, you know, they're horribly expensive, which I just thought was the cutest, sweetest thing. At any rate, what they have done, however, because now they have gone ahead. Last week, his body was exhumed. It was taken to Florida to a private lab. An autopsy has been completed. And he has now been returned. 
yes. and laid back to rest where he should be. And it's interesting. So they had hired a private investigator and he's, he's a forensic expert, sorry. And it was hired as a private investigator by Sandy's legal team. Mm-hmm. This is what he said. I do know it was a success and that they did collect evidence. It was very good documentation and everybody was upbeat about the information that was collected. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the situation with when you exhume someone after so many years. Right. He's, he said, I'm very excited about the report coming and the pathologists were very upbeat. Uh, I had also read uh, in another spot that uh, they had said that the, uh, the body was in remarkably good shape. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get a lot of uh, evidence and to try and put together a more plausible cause of death. This one was just one that was thrown out there by the coroner. You know, the coroner who puts their hands in people's armpits to see if they, how long they think they've been dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Super sketch. So anyway, really, really excited for Sandy. Really hoping that they get some actual answers from this, yeah. uh, from the exhumation and that she can work on that. The other thing is that uh, she is now offering a $35,000 reward with some of the GoFundMe money mm-hmm. to be able to uh, offer a reward to see if she can get somebody to come forward and tell the tale. And you at know, this point, now that Murdaugh's are out of the, you know, limelight as far as power, maybe somebody if they will. Were, yeah, if that's what people were afraid of. Right, right. If that's what was keeping safer them. to come forward now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and SLED, the crime scene investigation people in that state, have some information too. Yeah. Yes. And they are now cooperating. So yep. there's an actual, like, active investigation going on in his death now, which, if for no other reason to just give mom some peace of mind, that's awesome. Absolutely. So we're holding space for Sandy that uh, she gets some good news, some news anyway. I don't know if any of it is good news, but some news about what actually happened to her son and that if there's justice to be had, that justice is had. Right. And that he, you know, that there's at least some justice around losing him so young. Uh, Sarah says, I was talking to my mom about this case. She's like, it's too bad the good son died. I'm like, oh, he wasn't good. Remember, he killed the girlfriend. Yeah, that he was in the, the boat accident mm-hmm. that killed uh, the uh, young lady. And my, my mom's like, oh, yeah. Did the mom kill anyone? As far as we know, no. But we don't know. but this family, who? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Problematic and, AF. Right. And Amy says, even if he was hit by a car, he was still murdered. But do you know that right. they did a rape kit on him because of the state, because of the way his body was found? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a rape kit done on yeah. him when his body was found. There are a yeah. lot of questions and I don't know that that was ever processed. So there are a lot right. of questions around yeah. all of it. So it's good news. Very good news. Yep. Yeah. That makes me happy. Yep. Well, in completely ridiculous news, Joanne Segovia. So Joanne Segovia is, um, was um, an executive for San Jose's police union. Okay. And she has now, in, in California, and she's now charged with importing opioids. She is accused of ordering drugs on her home and work computers and distributing them across the United States from the office of the police union using their UPS account, if you can friggin' believe this. My God. So this is has gone on, they think, between October 2015 and January 2023. A long damn time. Eight years. Isn't that crazy? She was, she had some contact in India and through that could go to different websites um, and order from Hong Kong, Hungary, India, and Singapore. And she was ordering illicit fentanyl and other um, kinds of opioids. And they would come in these packages that were labeled things like wedding party favors, 
gift makeup or chocolate and sweets. Some of those were actually intercepted between um, July and Jan 2019 and January of 2023. And those packages had synthetic opioids like tramadol or tapentadol. Tapentadol. Um, and some of those packages, they were worth thousands of dollars. Now, why it took till now to charge her, I'm not entirely sure. Um, she's 64. And they're saying she was using WhatsApp to communicate with someone in India. Oh. Uh, with messages mentioning shipments and photos of tablets and packages. What? Yeah, and she was literally using her office at the San Jose Police Officers Association to distribute these drugs. My God. Yeah. So she, somebody um, asked her to send them a package in North Carolina. She sent them a photograph of a shipment that was made using the San Jose Police Officers Association UPS account. I mean, it's so blatant. Wow. And disgusting. Um, another shipment was actually seized after the police interviewed her. The feds interviewed her in February of this year. Mm -hmm. And after that, they seized a package addressed to her containing valeryl fentanyl. You know, the Holy thing that shit. is just killing people all over this country. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's unreal. Oh. Unreal. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's so obvious. Like, she didn't even try to hide it. She's literally using their UPS account and shipping things right from her office. And on her home computer and work computer. Like, mm -hmm. it's so ridiculous. So we're going to keep an eye on her because she's trash. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, she's a large-scale murderer. Well, she is. I mean, you think about... She is a mass murderer. How many people died from those drugs. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of trash murderers, let's talk about Letitia Stosh. Okay, but really quick. Mm. JR said ah. that Ella may be gay. That there has been someone indicted. Oh, really? So I ran and looked it up because oh, I'm dying inside right, right now. Ella Mae Begay is this absolutely precious Native American grandmother. Yes, my God. That uh, disappeared a couple of years ago. She has been missing all of this time. Her it poor has... family. Her poor, Was it her niece or granddaughter? Anyway. That was working so hard and trying to figure out yeah. what happened to her. Desperately trying. She was a fiber artist. She yes. made the Navajo rugs. Yeah. That uh, that I'm sure you've seen before. Anyway, so thank you, JR. You are a rock star. There have been charges filed. So this is 23-year-old Preston Henry Tolth. He's been charged of carjacking a Ford F-150. See, she was missing... In her pickup of Ford yeah. F-150, belonging to Ella May Begay, a 62-year-old Sweetwater woman reported missing on July 15, 2021. He's also been charged with assaulting the victim. So he was arrested on Monday. He had been named a person of interest uh, in the past by Navajo police in her disappearance. They have not charged him with murder. They've charged him with carjacking and assault. Hmm. Now, it is still a missing person investigation. Ella's body is still missing. Right. But that's something. That's huge. That is huge. huge. Thank you, JR. You are the best. Yes, thank you. I am so glad. That case was just heartbreaking to see how heartbroken her family and community were to lose her. Oh. She was she was the, the grandmother that helped everybody who was in trouble. Wasn't she out trying to find somebody that was in trouble the night that she went missing? That was a different case. Was that a different one? Well, mm -hmm. but she was one that people went to and was known. That summer, the summer of 2021, yeah. there were multiple uh, murders and uh, vanishings of Native American grandmothers. Yes. I remember we covered a bunch of them and it was just mm -hmm. like there was a big cluster of it. it but was none awful. of them were solved. Yeah. Right. God. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on that for sure. Very cool. Yeah. Good. Okay. So Letitia Stosh, is that who we're on? Yeah. My Speaking God. of trash, oh my God. 
Oh, you guys, if you're not watching her trial, and, and you might not be because uh, Lori Vallow, well, you're not watching that one either, but you can watch Letitia's. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they've had to make orders to, that she has to come into the courtroom. Yeah. So they basically now are hauling her ass into the courtroom, and she sits in the corner, a ways away from her attorneys, with her hair down over her face, hiding behind a computer monitor. But she today, looks like that chick from the ring that, you know, the one that climbs out of the TV. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. Yes. But today a juror has accused her of mouthing words to them and making hand signals to them. Yeah. They need, they're going to have to handcuff her. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it's going to take. I, I just loathe her so much. It's just hard to even believe. There's so much I can say about this. I'm not. What I'm going to do is just share a short clip. Her... Ex oh, the grudge. That's it. Thank you. Not the ring, the grudge. Her ex-husband, uh, of course, Gannon's dad, Gannon, the little boy that uh, she murdered, her stepson, that she stabbed a whole bunch of times and shot and then put him in a tote in the basement for a while and then into a storage unit and then into a suitcase that she drove clear to Florida from Colorado, changing to multiple uh, rental cars and throwing him under a bridge. The, the jurors, apparently. Yeah, she's doing some weird mm -hmm. muttering and hand signals at the mm -hmm. jury. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to share a tiny bit of the phone call with dad. So once the dad had finally realized she did this and he mm -hmm. got real suspicious and he started working with the police, he had a phone call with her that was recorded. It's about 20 minutes long. I'm going to play you two minutes of it because I none of us are up for that mm -hmm. but uh this was interesting yeah she was in court laughing today see she has pled uh not guilty by reason of insanity uh oh my god well lately her attorneys are saying she has dissociative identity disorder mm -hmm. let me tell you something that's a very controversial diagnosis but people with dissociative identity disorder are way too disordered to put together this kind of a murder mm -hmm. there's no way in hell no, she she took major steps to avoid being detected and caught. Huge, yeah, huge. But this call, I just cut the spot where he asks her point blank if she killed Gannon. You said you on the phone, and I'm trying to sit here and tell my own husband every little detail, everything. He says I don't want my family. All right, teacher. Listen, uh, like I said the whole time, I'm just trying. Trying to help you and trying to keep you and Harley safe from all... I mean, these people are after me now. I don't know who the hell it is, but I, like I said, I had to go get my clothes changed and everything just so I could blend in better. And I want you to know that no matter what, no matter no matter what, we can work through this together and I can help you, okay? But you just got to let me help you. But I have a very... You told me to be straight up. I got a very straight up question, okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Did you kill Gannon? I need to know. I need you to answer me yes or no right now. I killed Gannon. The you? answer is no. I can't believe you asked me this. I just got to know you. I told me to be straight up. I got to know what's happening to my son. Tell me why you would think I killed Gannon. There's a, there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, you I, I, being straight up again, you changed your story again to me for the fourth time. No, I changed my story. You did. This is the fourth version of the same story, okay? Wow. I, I, like half of what you told me today, with the cut foot, and now he's got burned arms and picking it and his butt's bleeding. All this stuff is, is new to what you told me the other day. And the other day you told me to cl you cleaned up the area where you got raped so nobody would see it. But now you told me you just changed clothes. I just don't know what the hell's going on. I didn't tell you. First off, you never even listened to me about anything that went I on. did. I No, you stopped because I listened to you. I listened to you, and then I went and got the guns and put them in the truck, and then I came back and listened. Me and Landon listened to you, and then I stopped and picked your story apart. So get it straight, Tisha. I yeah. You see her sitting over in the corner? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. He did an excellent job. Yeah. Talking to her and confronting her. Uh, but the way she, wow, wow. See, one of her initial stories was that uh, someone had burst into the house and kidnapped Gannon and raped her. And, or, or hurt Gannon and raped her. Uh, 
and then she cleaned all of that up and uh, hid the evidence because she didn't want anyone to know that she was raped. That was one of the stories. The stories, there were so many and they changed, you know, so quickly. I'm yeah. sure his head was spinning in no time. So that's kind of what's going on with that case. I am keeping an eye on the court. I'm not watching it fully because there's so much else going on. Plus but, it's hard to watch her. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Man, she is horrifying. Yeah. So all the love to poor Gannon's family and uh, burn in hell, Letitia. Yeah, exactly. Well, in a little bit of good news, we talked about Oscar Pistorius a few weeks ago, that he was going toward a parole, going uh, in front of the parole board to see if he could be released. Mm-hmm. Only 10 years into his sentence and he was denied parole. Yeah. Um, the reason given was, uh, that the inmate did not complete the minimum detention period as ruled by the Supreme Court of Appeal. So the court did not feel that he actually had served enough time Mm -hmm. for his offense, which honestly I think is good news. Yeah. I don't think anybody needs that creeper out on the streets. No. Uh, No. let's see. Um, oh, a little bit of an update in the um, the Iranian schoolgirls poisoning. Yeah, uh, let's see. A few weeks ago, we brought you a story about uh, Iranian schoolgirls being poisoned at school. Uh, at first, they thought they were poisoning their food, and now they think perhaps they are poisoning the air in their schools. So in Iran, boys and girls go to separate schools. But in the past, girls have been encouraged to go to school. But starting last fall, when there was major unrest uh, Mm -hmm. among women and men fighting for women's rights in Iran, which are very limited, uh, now it seems as though maybe the government is fighting back against the girls. They're making it very unsafe for them to go to school. And just yesterday, 20 girls were hospitalized with poisoning symptoms. Yeah. I mean, thousands of girls now have been hospitalized, more than 5,000, with symptoms of nausea, fainting, headaches, coughing, breathing difficulties, heart palpitations, and, yeah, many requiring treatments in hospitals. Yeah. This has happened to 200 schools across the country now. It's so Um, terrifying. What's happening now is that a lot of girls aren't going to school. Parents are scared to send them. They're keeping them home. How would you dare send your kids to school? Yeah. Terrifying. So that your own government can poison them and to make sure they remember to mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very scary. We need to keep an eye on it. It's not getting enough press. And so no, we're going to keep talking about it because it's not getting enough press. Everyone should know that this is happening to these yeah. girls. Yes, absolutely. We've got to keep a close eye on it. Mm-hmm. Another case we need to keep a close eye on. Andrew Tate and his dumb brother Tristan have Uh been released from a Romanian jail. Yeah. They've been detained for the last several months. Um, They are now on house arrest. And they're not out of the woods. They're still charged and and being investigated for human trafficking, rape, and forming an organized crime group. But they keep challenging their, their detention and for reasons I don't really fully understand, they were released to house arrest. Like they're going to follow the rules. Like they're going to do what they're supposed to do and stay, I don't know, even in this country. They're not. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan Tate. Yeah. So Andrew Tate tweeted. Mm-hmm. Dumb picture of him not wearing a shirt and smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. And he says, since last year, I've been in 24-hour lockdown, no yard time. Pacing a three-meter cell with zero electronics or outside contact. Absolute clarity of mind. Real thoughts. Real plans. Vivid pain. One hour home and I can't leave <sighs> my phone. Some habits die hard. <laughs> His dumb brother vivid pain vivid pain and his dumb brother tweeted tweeted twitted twatted <laughs> dumbassery 
Four months without putting on a pair of alligator shoes, the struggle was real. Oh my God. These two. All these months of not yeah. being able to exploit women. It sucks. Definitely not an expert in the Romanian legal system. No. Uh, Wait, there are a lot of Americans who think seem to think they are, though, don't they, Sarah? It's hard, but I mean, they, uh, they do things completely differently. They but do, it, and is it kills gross. me to see people shouting about the treatment that the Tates have received and that their rights are being violated. You don't know what their rights are. They are mm -hmm. not in the U.S. Right. Like, shut up and pay attention. But I was really sad to see they've been released. I know. Me too. But let's wrap this up with, quite no. frankly, oh, what? Oh. Have you got something? I was just going to comment on Jessica's comment there. Oh, go ahead. That these men in power are insane. It made me think about, uh, mm -hmm. do you guys know who Sarah Hester Ross is? Mm -hmm. She is a singer, songwriter, comedian in uh, Las Vegas. And I love her on TikTok. She's hilarious. But she has a song that goes, this is very rough, but something like this. Stop giving men microphones. Oh, yes. No one cares what you think in your basement alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. That's hilarious. I, yeah, I found that TikTok late one night, laying in bed, you know, waiting for pain meds to kick in so I could go to sleep. So I was getting a little silly. And I laughed for like 45 minutes about that song. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, you know awesome true yeah. now in insane news alec murdoch is already getting love letters in prison yep can we just okay nicolette listen nicolette you are an idiot and you need to get <laughs> counseling right away she writes i think i love you I think about you all day, every day. I swear on my life, I'll never say a single word to anyone, important or not important. I genuinely care for you. Are you fucking kidding me, Nicolette? What is wrong with these women? Right? And it's not even just one, okay? Then there's Lacey. I am just a small town girl from Missouri. I am here if you want to talk or vent. XX Lacey. For Christ's okay, sake, Lacey, Lacey get a the hobby. love of God. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then we have, oh, what is with these people? Let's see. And then we have another one. Let me see. What's her name? Oh, Destiny. Destiny, you need medication. Okay. You didn't kill your family. Somebody else did. And you don't want to tell it. I give you all the love for not snitching. But then again, sometimes you got to do what you got to do for your freedom. Are you motherfucking <laughs> dear God, destiny, destiny. Let's have a quick talk. He was convicted of murdering his wife, dummy. Right. And all of you that are writing him your letters. Uh, I don't. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Uh, yeah. I don't really know what to say to you other than what are you doing? No. Get a counselor. Get a doctor. No. Now, luckily, Alec's never going to see the light of day again. It's just simply not happening. There's absolutely no chance of it. So I guess if this needs to be your uh, romance theater, then... I don't know. Then you need help. You need mm -hmm. help. Yikes. So mm -hmm. that's everything we have for tonight. <laughs> we will be back with plenty more, I am sure. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what all it's going to look like once the trial gets started I would like to see us do a couple of other cases throughout the week yeah. maybe what we'll be doing is some short episodes of various things as things are happening so we're updating the Daybell or the Ballow situation as well as other things or I don't know mm -hmm. but you know where to find us and you'll always see content from us we're just not sure quite what it'll be yeah, yeah. so you know it we love you Thank you for being here. Please like, subscribe, share, comment. Please go follow us on Twitter. We're really trying to grow our Twitter. We have like 265 yeah. followers. So we need Justin more. Lum retreated us yesterday, though. So then we marched around we like did. we were really something. We yeah. were pretty special for a while. Uh, but it, we are true crime <laughs> squad over there. So please go follow us because we're going to do a lot of tweeting throughout the trial. That's yep. where a lot of content is going to go. So uh, follow us there. And, you know, you know it.
We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. <laughs> Thank you.